Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to a special edition of Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is Kirby Hossaman. Uh, the tone and tenor of this episode of Unscripted, like we said, it is going to be different. Uh, so the tone and tenor is going to be a little more serious. As we all know, we're kind of navigating a new normal with the uh, coronavirus. Kirby, uh, first sure. of all, how are you doing? I am, uh, I think, like most people, shell-shocked, trying to maintain some level of optimism, but understanding that things are changing b- by the day. What, what you won't get from me today is a lot of predictions, because every time I make a prediction, I seem to be wrong. And so uh, just trying to navigate, like I'll, I think a lot of us are. I think that's all we're trying to do. And, and you know, we, we may make a prediction inadvertently, but understand yeah. we have no idea what we're doing anymore sure. than anybody else does. So the the uh, idea behind doing this special edition uh, podcast, Kirby and I spoke several times over the weekend um, and kind of decided, you know, we would be, uh, for lack of a better term, as I always say, tone deaf if we didn't... Um if we didn't address this um, in a special podcast. And so the, the idea behind this, and you're going to see a little bit more planning, a little more production value than we normally do in the podcast, um, was to reach out to some people we know and respect in the industry, people who already are impacted by the, the coronavirus from a business perspective and how they're handling it. And so uh, we, we reached out to some, like I said, people we know and respect. And what we wanted to do was share some of the questions we asked them their responses, and then Kirby and I will discuss. So the first person we uh, chatted with was Danny Rosen, who is a mutual friend of ours. Um, he's the co-president of Brand Fuel, And let's go ahead and, and hear that clip. Yeah, Bill, tough times for sure. Um, our, our team is working really hard at putting together uh, what I'll call like a short-term disaster relief plan. Um, you know, just a program for um, individuals and in, in their specific departments to work on things uh, from the home front to stay productive, keep their brains going and all that. Um, and I think that's helping. We're being really transparent with the communication to our teams. One thing we're not going to do, though, is, is uh, as Church- Winston Churchill once said, we're not going to waste a good crisis in terms of making decisions out of fear and ambulance chasing, which is unforgivable. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that, unfortunately, but uh, none of the short-term strategies, we're really looking this a long-term play. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, our, our most valuable asset is our talent, you know, our people, and we're going to try and keep them around and, uh, and busy. Uh, we have a couple things that we're doing on the sales side that might be helpful for others in the industry. Um, you know, I think right now selling is a bit, as you would say, tone deaf, uh, but we can do things like uh, work on training for our teams, teaching, you know, our sales team, for example, to become better hunters, challengers, creatives. And I think that's important, uh, looking at new markets um, and, and coming up with ways to present our products uh, in, a, in a different way now that this is sort of a new reality. And, uh, you know, the last thing, which is something Robert came up with, we're working on right now is, you know, maybe we'll take this time and call it a hiatus. Um, you know, you think about Chinese New Year, <clears throat> you know, China shuts down for, for 30 days uh, and they, you know, get, get by. But this is like Chinese New Year without the party. Um, they do it, you know, and how can we take this time for our people to take a deep breath 
and um, experiment in this unstructured sort of comfort uh, that we have now and um, and you know work on some new things that uh, will pull us out of this uh, being better than ever. So we're trying to also take a positive approach. Okay, so you just heard Danny in their approach. And Kirby, um, I, I can go on this for a second since I asked him the question. Sure. I, I love the fact that you know, the first thought that they had, obviously, after the safety of their employees, and obviously people are working from home now there, is that they had that program in place um, for people in their individual departments to keep them productive and keep their brains moving, and they're being really transparent with communication. I think that's key. Yeah, and I, I think the what I've found in, in our team is that uh, our team's almost requesting more communication than normal. I think so many times, uh, you know, as a leader, you can almost feel like people are, yeah, 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 I don't want to hear from you anymore. And I've found that that's exactly the opposite right now. Yeah. Uh, we actually are having three uh, Zoom meetings this week. We usually do one. Um, and sort of by the request of our team, like, let's get yeah. together. Things are changing so quickly. Yeah. Let's make sure that we are all on the same page. But I also think, it, it, you know, there's there's power in that communication. Um, and so, yeah, I loved what he was talking about there for sure. And it's something that, you know, we're, we're working on trying to do well. Well, and in, I think like a lot of people, we're all concerned financially. Yes. I think I think that, that is my biggest concern. Um, the, is the global economy. And, and what I love what Danny said, he said a lot of things. You know, we had a lot to digest there in that, that uh, two minutes or so that he spoke. Obviously, the most valuable asset any business has is their human capital. And yep. their, their focus is really trying to make sure that they can keep that human capital as we weather the storm. And so I really loved what they're doing, especially from a sales perspective. You know, sales and marketing tends to be this thing everybody feels very queasy about right now. Uh, my blog that I uh, dropped on Monday yesterday. I fought with it all weekend long yeah. about how to really communicate what I was feeling in terms of, of the importance of supporting local businesses, the importance of still uh, spending money. And, and I think we'll get to that a little bit more later, but I love what Danny said, that they're working with their salespeople on training, make them better hunters and better better uh, challengers and creatives. Um, and they're looking at new markets and new ways to present merchandise solutions in whatever the new normal is going to be. I think that's a brilliant approach. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things he said is, what did he say? Never, uh, never let, uh, uh, waste a good crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never waste a good crisis. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, uh, point. Mm -hmm. Now the one piece that he said, and I, I, I I don't necessarily want to push back on it, but I do want to sort of discuss it and unpack it a little bit. And he says, selling is a bit tone deaf right now. Mm-hmm. And I understand, I think what he's uh, saying is that we shouldn't be knocking on doors trying to sell pens right now. I get, right. I, I agree with that. On the other hand, I think we do live in a media that can bridge the gap mm-hmm. on um, some of the things that we aren't able to do right this minute. And I think continuing to tell that story, um, not only is good for our business, but I think if we couch it in the right way, it can be good for our clients as well. Yeah. Uh, We, just as an example, I did a blog post um, last week, I think it dropped last Friday, and it's one of the most read blog posts I've written in the last like three or four years. Yeah. And it did talk about the power of branded merchandise in these times. Right. It wasn't a sales pitch. You know, I didn't link to any product. I didn't, but the idea of reminding people the value of what we do, I think it's a thin line or it's a weird line, but I think it's Mm -hmm. still really important. 
Yeah, and, and, and I'll defend Danny a little bit here because my guess, and again, these are they, I, I called people this weekend and, and got them off guard a little bit. My guess is he's selling the way it's always been done is sure. probably tone deaf. Yeah. I think he's thinking, what new approaches can we use given the new economy? Basically, you know, you know Danny as well as I do. Yeah. His perspective of salespeople are you are helping people yeah. get what they want. And so he's looking at it from that perspective. So, But I do hear your point absolutely. Yeah, as and that's well. why I say I push back a little bit. Yeah. I, I know Danny's heart i think yep. and but i think the reason i push back is just to say i don't know that the right um perspective is just to put our hand, head in the sand and just wait until everything goes i think no. that these are often times where done right when we are adding value we can tell that story in a good way yep well it's a kellogg story right they became mm-hmm. the largest cereal um, uh, producer in, uh, in the world because they uh, t- changed their sales tactics and marketing tactics during uh, the Great Depression. So, yeah. all right, good stuff. Thank Danny. Thank you so much for doing yes. that, and, and thank, thank you, you for everybody who who did it. So. The second person I spoke to, uh, Kirby, it was Mary Jo Tomasini, who is not only the past chair of the PPAI board, she's CEO of Competitive Edge up there in Michigan. Um, someone I tremendously uh, respect. I think she, uh, the world of her. We had some technical difficulties uh, this morning trying to record, so I'm just going to read the question I asked her and then her response. She did send me a, a lovely and, response. And I must say, like literally this morning we're putting this together and so kudos to you for all your hustle on on Uh, it's it's necessary all right so the question uh, asked her was what are your what's your biggest business concern over the next 30 days and her response my biggest concern is what's next and what it will take to get on the other side of this global crisis things are changing on a daily and sometimes hourly basis recovery from this and the state of our economy is the most concerning. How much of this will impact our customers and our business? Our job as leaders is to manage based on fact and remain calm in the face of the unknown. Our employees count on us to watch our reactions to thing, uh, as things unfold. I continue to remind my team and myself to remain calm and take care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I thought, wow, what, a, what an inspirational thing for a leader to, to uh, say. Um, I, I have... You, you lead your organization, I lead my organization, and it's kind of the, the most challenging thing is to make sure, hey, people want to know how we're reacting yeah. to this, and, and, what, and I loved Mary Jo's response. We all have those questions. What does the recovery of this look like? Um, it's, it's very easy to fl- flip a switch and shut everything down. It is not as easy to flip it and go, everything goes back on. Sure. And so what does it look like on the other side? And I think the more measured approach we take – the more transparent we are in our communications, the more honest we are, I think the better organizations we will be during and after this uh, this crisis. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you this is something that I have personally struggled with. Um, my response on many things like this historically are emotional. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, as I think everybody does to a degree, my natural reaction is to think about my opinion of this and whether I think it's true or whether it's not, or, you know, you, you dig into all of those things that you get sucked into. And the thing that I have struggled with, and I don't know if struggled is right, but just I have focused on is the idea of it's not just about me. Yep. And and much to Mary Jo's point, that they are uh, people are looking to us not only in our our um, 
organization, but in our community to see we, we need more, as she said, measured voices right now. Yeah. There are not nearly enough of them. I, I think one of the challenges that we're all running into is, uh, you know, it's changing on a hourly basis, or as yeah. she pointed out, is that is the challenge is mm-hmm. that, you know, each time we're making a decision based on the best information we have right. and that information changes. Um, I, I, it was funny. I heard Trevor Noah of all people, yeah. uh, on the daily show talking about a good leader is like a good, um, captain or a pilot of a plane mm-hmm. where he, they say, look, if we understand every once in a while, there'll be turbulence, but the best pilots are the ones who tell us, Hey, we're coming up on a rough patch. Make sure you buckle your seat belts, and right. we're going to do our best to get through this, as opposed to someone standing there saying everything's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because when that he, stuff hits, you, like it helps to know it's going to hit. No question, and it's one of those things. And, and this is not—I uh, don't even know how to bring this up. I always feel like this is where I'm probably at my best. Um, I've had to face some pretty serious crises in my life, um, and and I always feel like I can. I can help people weather the storm. And so I did spend a lot of my time this weekend. Um, okay, how are we going to communicate to our clients? How are we going to communicate internally? How does that look? What is the approach? Um, how, do we, how do we retain our corporate identity while, while communicating those things? Um, and and I, like I said, I love what Mary Jo said here. My favorite thing was, you know, she has to continue to remind her team but herself as well, and I have right. to do this, I'm sure you do too, to remain calm and take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that's why I refuse at this point to just sit there and scroll on CNN mm-hmm. or watch the news. You know, for example, the, the the kind of internal joke I've been making at home is yesterday it was news that Chick-fil-A is no longer going to serve in their dining room, which is the smart move. I, I get that. But is that really news now do we have to wait till McDonald's makes that announcement? Mm-hmm. Do we have to wait till Burger King makes that announcement? Let's just I want the Band-Aid to be ripped off. I think that's yes. what's kind of contri- uh, contributing to where we're all feeling right now. It's like every time I turn around it's something else that feels taken away from me. Yes. Whereas if the Band-Aid's ripped off, shut it all down, maybe that might be a better approach, but we you and I don't have control over that. So I don't want to editorialize any more than I just did. Well, but the only piece I would say is that I I would agree with that because I think that is one of the things that's challenging because it, it happened yesterday is a, okay but what's next because there hasn't been a finality to any of these and I think that is one of the challenges that our people are facing mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's a very real concern but again something we have to navigate yeah well great stuff Mary Jo thank you so much I know we had some technical difficulties this morning and you were an absolute sweetheart for powering through and giving giving us that all right the last person we uh, spoke with is a mutual friend of ours um, Sarah Webb who is the owner of in tandem promotions in Atlanta um, I have a long history with Sarah I worked with her at Summit Group a million years ago she started her own company I think about six years ago and has just experienced wild success and so um, I, I wanted to start off with her I asked her what contingency plans do you have for in tandem to ensure that you guys get through this with as minimal impact as possible and let's listen to her answer so the our team at in tandem we've always had our disaster recovery plans and all of the the plans that you have to be in place and just running a business I can honestly say that I I knew that this was a possibility. Um, I've seen the movie Outbreak and Legend and all of those. And so in the back of your head, you always think that you know chemical warfare or pandemics are a possibility. The fact that we're living through it right now, 
I still feel like I am living in a dream. So when all of this started happening, our first course of action was just to go back through our existing plans that we had already created. Thank goodness we had them. Uh, we wanted to make sure that our team and our families were safe, obviously. And from there, we checked in with our supply chain, what was happening in uh, with our, our factories and our partners, um, how are they being impacted, and how is this going to potentially impact our clients. Um, and then we needed to check in with our existing clients, the ones that had the events and the projects and the programs that we were right in the middle of, of working on. Uh, and whatever orders that we had in process just to keep them moving and delivered as quickly and efficiently as possible. Uh, and Tandem is an all-cash business, and so we had already had a, a savings set up and a credit line established. I think that you always have to plan for some of the inevitable and remain future-focused at the same time. So I wanted to make sure that financially that we were completely shored up. We've got some amazing partners out there, and a number of them have already reached out with help and assistance and plans on how to continue to move companies and distributors in our industry moving forward, uh, which is a total and complete awesome sign of what industry that we're, that we're part of. There's some really great stuff there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like the fact, and I'm sure you do, the first thing you said, they had a disaster recovery plan <laughs> ready to pull the trigger on. I think that's amazing. Yes. I, 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 I'm jealous. Like, yeah. I, I'd love to say that I was, I am always as prepared and organized as Sarah, um, mm -hmm. and I'd be lying. Uh, yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, wow, good for you. There have been several times that I've been doing what I'm doing going, man, this is the moment where I wish I would have had this or I wish I would yeah. have done this. And hopefully I learned from that moving forward. Yeah, well, I loved it. And I told her after we recorded her and I chatted for maybe uh, 10 minutes or so. And I just said, you know, what a what a great lesson for everybody. Mm. Not that you planned for a pandemic, but the fact that you had uh, a disaster recovery plan. The fact that she operates an all cash business, mm. um, and but she had credit lines established before going through that. You know, she went through the plan, made sure her employees were safe, contacted the supply chain to kind of gauge the impact that they were having, and then they connected with their existing clients on projects to make sure that they got through. I mean, it sound. I mean, when she was telling me that and as we're listening you you, you can tell she went down her plan yeah. and executed that plan and i think her company is going to be better off for it so uh well, just yeah, yeah i think the the idea is this is this is what each of us as we as we come out of this i think the hope is with any kind of crisis any kind of challenge that goes with business or uh, cross culture that you come out of it stronger than you went into yeah. it or you learn from it and i think that if we're looking to learn from it <laughs> look no further than sarah and say yeah. okay how did she handle this this is how i need to be prepared to move forward yeah and she did say something at the end of that little clip there of you know what a great industry we have and she's absolutely right now she had more to say and so let's hear a little bit more from sarah about this uh, and then at the same time, we are, we're still spending money. I feel like when all of this happened, everybody kind of shored up and, um, and wanted just to keep everything close and, and tight instead of being a little bit more open. So we have brought on additional web developers to enhance the features on our website. Uh, we're working with partners on spec samples and getting those rolling. Again, all of the things that we say that we're going to do that we never get to. 
Kirby, that may be my favorite thing in this entire podcast. Mm-hmm. As we we sit here, and and I know you and I have talked. You know, the biggest concern we have. Yes, we're concerned about the virus and in yeah. the the physical toll it will take, possible you know death toll and things like that. That's a very concerning thing. Mm-hmm. I'm most concerned about the economy, the global economy, and the fact that her perspective is we're still spending money. We brought on additional web developers. Um, It's not irresponsible to do those things. And I thought it was a very bold thing for her to share. Yeah, I think bold is exactly right. And to me, we're looking at a tempered approach. I truly am trying to, for, for a while, I was trying to operate as you know, best I could with the information I had. You and I have mm-hmm. talked about this offline. Yep. And then, you know, sometimes you go, oh, well, that maybe wasn't the best thing for me. Um, but what I would say, the idea of continuing to do spec samples, the idea mm-hmm. of continuing to work through promoting your business or uh, supporting your business, I think yes. that is responsible. And absolutely. that's sort of what I was talking about with Danny's piece, right? Yes, it's absolutely. Like, is, coming out stronger on the other side means putting in the work today. And I think that's sort of what Sarah's talking about. Well, and honestly, investing a little bit in your business right now, whether it's uh, marketing or web development or whatever, and and doing it in a measured approach is uh, honestly probably the most responsible thing you can do for your business right now. It's very easy to turtle up, turn off all the spigots, and say, can't spend, can't spend. And and honestly, there's there's a segment of that that's smart, right? It's not to go spend willy-nilly. Um, but it, it is do it in a measured way. And I think, you know, as we look at our, our approaches to our different organizations, Kirby's, we kind of wrap this up a little bit. And again, the goal behind this is we just want to share what everybody else is going through. We are a community here yeah. in the promotional products world. Um, Sarah said, it, you know, this is a special, great industry. So our goal is really to kind of help people and, with this podcast and really give back and say, here's some things people are doing. Kirby, what are you guys doing? And then we'll share what we're doing here and kind of wrap this up so people can get back to uh, their lives. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think it's a moving target, what we're mm-hmm. doing right now. Um, our, our sales team is historically remote, so there was not a lot of changes there. For me, um, other than I like what Sarah had to say about shoring up financially, we're working through that as we speak. But what I landed on is kind of one of our missions is to sort of uh, create value and educate and inspire and maybe Mm -hmm. even create joy through content. That's something that we've done for a long time. My plan over the next few weeks is to double down on that. Um, You know that at one point I was writing a blog post every day. I've gotten Mm -hmm. completely away from that. Uh, I'm getting back into that. Mm -hmm. But very much in the idea of closing my eyes Doing the thing that you're supposed to do, closing my eyes and imagine what my clients need to hear right now and trying to create value through them, um, through content and using technology to continue the conversation. We we joked about it yesterday as a sales team to say, we are going to reach out to our best clients to set up Zoom meetings for therapy calls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I think that there is still such a value in human connection. Yes, we can't do handshakes we can't do hugs but i think this is a moment where we can provide value that has nothing to do with selling a promotional item but truly Uh, trying to help them think through things you know when they're at their most frustrated and lonely yeah i think that's great now and we're doing very similar so primarily uh promo corner is a home-based work environment obviously i'm here in an office Uh, i do share the office with one person he's now working from home so i'm essentially self-isolated here in the office um what i want to make sure and it was actually something i already thought of before we'd heard danny's 
uh, piece is I want to make sure people have purpose. We still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, our clients are still working with us, so we, there is still quite a bit of things we are doing. But I also want to use this time to focus internally, what can we do better? Um, so we're going to hold some strategy sessions about you know each of us in our own areas. What can we do better? What, uh, how can we improve upon um, what we've already done? And and very much like you, it's 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 kind of doing a little strategic foresight. If I can borrow a phrase from from Paul Bellantone, is what do our clients need today? More importantly, what are they going to need immediately after? this crisis is over because it will end. It will end. We just don't know when. We don't know how. We don't know what the world looks like exactly when it ends, but it will end. What do our clients need then? And then in a year from now, what do our clients need? Mm. Um, And really taking a step back and really evaluating how, how we communicate both internally and externally. So we're trying to do that too. It is one of those things, and it was funny that both Sarah and Danny echoed it. It's kind of that opportunity you have to kind of clean out your closet. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're looking to do that, uh, make sure people internally have purpose um, as you know, things may slow down here and there um, and really give them a sense of pride of us moving forward. So I, I'm, you know, it's a when there are things like this, uh, I, I never want to be opportunistic, but this is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to maybe fix some of the things that might not be as efficient in an organization. It's an opportunity to connect with people in different ways. It's an opportunity to really engage with your creative self and figure out ways to connect with people. Um, and and I think you know our industry, because it is tactile, really has an opportunity here to yeah. do that. Well, again, I think it's an opportunity to, and, and that's one of the notes I sort of had made, you know, on my wall over here is getting back to basics. What is our mission? Yeah. What yep. are we actually trying to do? And I think yep. that's why the content for us makes so much sense is like, sure. okay, we're trying to remind our clients and our prospects, like, this is how you go to market and can yep. can kind of weather the storm, yep. whether you're using us or anybody else. And it's the same approach we're taking. Yeah. Look, we, we are here to tell, you know, our goal here at Promo Corners is to tell people stories. Yeah. That's what we do. And, and I, I think we do a very good job of that. I want to look at how can we improve that and how can we help people tell their stories during this time. Kirby, um, not the most fun podcast we've ever done. It's not full of fun and yucks, but uh, definitely might end up being one of my favorite podcasts that we've ever done because I think it's important uh, to connect with people right now. And as people are, are self-quarantined, looking for something to do, maybe our podcast helps uh, a little bit here and there, and that's my sincere hope. Again, I want to thank uh, Danny Rosen, uh, who's co-president of Brandfuel, Mary Jo Tomasini, who's CEO of Competitive Edge, and Sarah Webb, who's the owner of Intana Promotions. Um, we obviously didn't get a supplier perspective. Things just came together way too quickly. Uh, a couple of people I reached out to just were not able to do it. But we know their stories, too. People are off the road now, and they're sure. looking for ways to connect, too. So um, I would suggest that all the distributors be very open to suppliers who want to do a Zoom meeting and Big want time. to connect with you. Um, so we will get through this. We'll get through it together. Um, I, I don't want to speak for you, Kirby, but this means I'm going to. That's the way we it wish, usually works. <laughs> it is. We we truly wish everybody the best. Um, wash your hands. Do the right thing. Social distancing. Um, it will suck, but if we all work together, it will suck less, and it will suck less quickly. So thank you guys, as always, for listening uh, to the podcast. It's something um, Kirby and I are immensely uh, um, honored by. Um, so thank you very much. Kirby, anything you want to say before I hit stop record? No. Thank, thanks, everybody. Good luck. God bless. 
Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.